return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. And he's been a blessing here at the Tabernacle, and we thank God for his life and his wife as well, family. So let's welcome Pastor Randon as he comes to share here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's, you, it's easy to preach when you have worship like that. Yeah, amen. 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 You know what worship does? It doesn't usher the Holy Spirit in because it says that Jesus said that when I go away, the Holy Spirit will be with you amen. and in you. Amen. Yeah. And so what it, does, it doesn't usher the Holy Spirit in. It ushers us into the spirit realm. Yeah, amen. That's right. Amen. So when we worship and we give thanks, because it says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit's already present with us. Hallelujah. But when we praise, we sing praises to him. Um, It's anointed. Hallelujah. And we get ushered into the spirit realm with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Dave, for the opportunity to speak today. And and just for the opportunity to just to be here, I know. Amen. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Two years ago already, um, I was ordained here yeah. at the church, and yeah. uh, almost two years ago I started on on a staff. So, yeah. um, doesn't seem like it's been that long. It feels like it's been a, a shorter time, although it also feels like I've been here forever. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things. Amen. Yeah. Well, Father, let's just pray quick. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for. Um, tonight, we thank you that yes, you are Lord. here with us, Father, and yes, we are Lord. there with you. We are in your courts because Hallelujah. we praise your name. Yes, and Lord, we enter your gates. We, we give you thanksgiving. We thank you for all that you do for us, Jesus. Even even when we're going through adversity, even when we're going through tribulation, yes, Lord. Lord, we know that you are with us and you are you are protecting us and keeping us safe. Yes, we know that you are um, you are 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 Hallelujah, You are praying for us. Hallelujah. That you continually pray for us, Jesus. Yes, you are our intercessor. Yes, and so we thank you, Lord. I thank, thank you that as I speak, that it's not me speaking, but you speaking through me, Lord. Amen. That your word does not return void. Yes, Lord. And that you get all the honor and the glory and the praise yes, out of this Lord. in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 So I want to talk tonight, the comfort of our good shepherd. Amen. And, yeah. um, you know, I, the last, I don't know, two weeks, ever since the kids got back from, the, from youth uh, conference, there's been this, a lot of words about anxiety and depression and different things. And <clears throat> so as I was asking the Lord what he wanted me to share, um, a verse just stood out to me about comfort. Yeah. And I think right now you look at 2020 and how many people are on edge and how many people don't have, you know, are financially ruined <laughs> and, and are anxious and are depressed, yeah. you know, and unsure of what's going to happen. And people don't know what 2021 is going to bring. Right. You know, they think yeah. 2020 has been so horrible. You know, I hope 2021 is better. Right. But, it, but they don't know for sure. Right. And you see people turning to things other than God for comfort. Right. Amen. 
And so, you know, some turn, and this isn't, if anybody here does these things, it's not, I'm not here to judge you at all, but some turn to cigarettes, some turn to drinking, some turn to food, comfort, you know, you've heard of comfort foods, you know, and different things like that. But none of these things can truly comfort us. Amen. And it may seem like those things can calm us for a bit, even though they really, they really can, it just feels like it. But there's only one comfort, and the Bible says that we serve a God of all comfort. Amen. Amen. So every yes. piece of comfort that you need, yes. it is in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes. In any tribulation, He's there to comfort us. Any time we're going through it, through something, I love the 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 poem of the footsteps or footprints in the sand, and yep. and when they're going through the tough time, it was the Lord was carrying them and carrying through that. Well, He never leaves us. He always is comforting us. Amen. Um, especially during the tough times. Yep. Amen. And he's always with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he's there to comfort us. And so I want to get into the heart of the message tonight. Let's go to Psalm 23, 1 through 4. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. So the Lord is our shepherd. Amen. Just as a shepherd is to his flock, to his sheep. And he comforts us. I want to talk about this at length tonight. But he comforts us with his rod and his staff. Amen. And I didn't really know what a rod and a staff was used for in shepherding. And so I did some research from from biblical you know perspective and just from a worldly shepherd perspective of what these things are used for in, in shepherding. And uh, now the rod and the staff were not used to club the sheep, amen, into submission. It's not like they got in just a whack back into the sheepfold. No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't an it wasn't an offensive weapon towards the sheep, amen. A lot of Christianity today thinks that way. That uh, God is waiting to club us when we're off track. You know that if we go off tra- track, that that He's going to make us conform to His will. Yeah. Amen. So whatever it is, whatever He's going to use, whether it's a pestilence or whether it's a storm um, or a hurricane yeah. or a disease or a sickness, He is going to make you do what He wants you to do, yeah. and that's just not how it is. Right. Amen. And we see that that we'll, we'll talk about later. But Jesus is referenced as the Good Shepherd. Yeah. Amen. And so if he's referenced as the good shepherd, and a worldly shepherd, an earthly shepherd doesn't even do that, right. amen, then we know Jesus doesn't do that to us, right. amen. amen. And people think sometimes that we have no control over our lives because God is clubbing us from every side, keeping us in this box and keeping us down this path, yeah. amen. But how many know that, that just as sheep, stubborn sheep sometimes, will go off on their own, yeah. we have the you know, the right through what Jesus did for us to do that. Yeah. Amen. And so he's not, he's not just controlling every facet of our life. Right. Amen. Yep. And that was not the intention of the rod of the staff. Both items were very, used in a very specific way to protect the sheep. Yep. Amen. Or else, you know, it says that the, the rod and the staff, they comfort me. Yep. Well, how can you be comforted if you're constantly getting whacked over the head with a rod? Right. So we know that they were there for comfort. They were there for protection. Yep. They were there for the benefit of the yep. sheep. Amen. Amen. A rod, for example, was a short, heavy club-like device used to fight off wild animals 
that would want to harm the flock. So that was the first purpose. It was a defensive weapon against whatever animal wanted to attack the flock. And we see in Malachi 3.11, where it says that, uh, it says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fall to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And so, just like a shepherd rebukes the devourer, amen, rebukes the wolf, or rebukes the lion, or rebukes, you know, whatever it is, the Lord says that he rebukes the devourer for our sakes. Amen. Amen. He rebukes the devourer as a shepherd would do with his rod. Hallelujah. And shepherds, you know, also use the rod to count their sheep. So it's a defensive weapon, but it's also used, amen, to to count their sheep is what what I saw. And just as God knows every hair on our head, Amen. A good shepherd knows his herd and everything about them. They know every every blemish. They know every you know just every every part of the sheep, and they know their names. They actually call them by name. And that's an earthly shepherd. That's not. I'm not just talking from just a biblical perspective, but an earthly shepherd even knows all the names of the of the sheep and their flock, which I thought was really amazing. Um, for that to happen, you know, I, I coach basketball and it took me, I don't know, four years to know everybody, all the kids' names. And I only had like 30 kids, but it took me like four years. But no, shepherds, they make it a point to know and to care for every single sheep of their flock in a specific way. Amen. So you might have a problem that's just, that you feel is specific to you. And anything that we go through, somebody else is going through it too. But it may seem just like, Nobody, nobody can know how I'm feeling right now. Right. It may seem like I'm, I'm in this alone. Well, just know that our good shepherd, yeah. amen, he knows exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Amen. amen. He has something tailored exactly for what you need at that yes. moment. Yes. Amen. Just like a shepherd does with his flock. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the last use for the rod was to guide them into the sheepfold by prodding them. And just like in Christianity, a willing sheep responds to the prodding of the Lord. Amen. A willing Christian responds to the prodding of the Lord. But a stubborn sheep does not. Amen. And, and it's seeming, you know, thinking of prodding, but this prodding was not a violent act. It was not something where they just stuck him in the side and, you know, the sheep got hurt and everything like that. But it, was a, it said it was a gentle prodding. And we, as, in, in Christianity, we call it conviction. Amen. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will convict if we're doing something wrong. You know, there will be a conviction that comes that will turn us and steer us back to the right way on the right path. Amen. And 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 it'll be like, you know, if we're if we're doing something. And I love this verse, and I got a revelation of it just even at the at the youth conference. But that um, the goodness of God leads to repentance. So the conviction isn't like you are a sinner; you should not be doing that. The conviction is. Look how much better it is over here. <laughs> Amen. The commission is, you're, you're over here, but come follow me. It's so much better over here. Amen. And so, and so the, the prodding wasn't a violent thing, but basically with the shepherd saying, no, you don't want to go that way. Come this way. I want you to come over here. You're, there's safety over here. Amen. And uh, when we know we aren't going the right way, the Holy Spirit will gently tell us that. Amen. So that's the rod. Now, the staff, where it's called a crook, was uh, a longer and thinner um, piece of wood, and it had a hook on one end. 
And when the strong-willed sheep wouldn't respond to being prodded, it said that the, the hook of the staff was used to gently but firmly pull the sheep back to the fold. So they'd use that little hook, and they'd put it around the neck of the sheep, and they'd gently but firmly, because sheep are strong, they'd pull them back into the fold of the, um, into the herd and uh, to keep the sheep moving in the right direction. Right. And, uh, and it says that also the hook was also used to pull the sheep from harm. So if, if a sheep was getting too close to a cliff or you know, was going in an area where there might have been predators that, that the shepherd knew about, he could use that to guide them and bring them back to the herd. And it made me think, um, you know, it seems like, wow, that, well, that seems violent, just yanking them back. Have you ever seen the, the graphic of, like, you have a bad comedian, and so then somebody's out of the picture, and they take this staff, and they yank, they yank them back, and, and uh, kind of the end of the show. Well, that's not what, the, that's not what it was necessarily for. Amen. And I found out that a stubborn sheep, when it, when it didn't want to go where the shepherd wanted it to go, it would put its head down because he produced more power with his head, with his head down. And so what the shepherd would actually do would, would reach the crook or, the, or the, the staff, the curved end, towards the animal's head. He would hook it around the neck and he would pull the chin up so it would be easier to move back. And I thought, that's really cool because that's how the Lord guides us. He lifts up our head. Amen. Amen. He, doesn't, he doesn't guide us with um, discrimination. He doesn't, he doesn't guide us with um, despair. But he guides us with encouragement. Amen. Amen. He lifts up our head. And that's what, that's what the Lord showed me when, when they talked about they have to lift up the head of the sheep first before they can guide them back. You know, some, I think a lot of times we, we don't um, think we're worthy of the Lord because we're not looking at the Lord. Right. You know, when we're going our own way, our head is down. Yeah. You know, we're, we're focusing only on what we want to focus on. Right. But I tell you what, when your head is lifted up, it's easier to see. Right. Amen. Yeah. If I, you know, if I'm just walking and I have my head down, there's going to be things that are around me and in my peripheral and everything like that, that I'm not going to be able to see. Right? right. But if my head is up, I can see clearly and I can see, oh, I'm going the wrong way. I need to come back this way. Amen. And so, again, it, it sounds like a violent act, but, you know, as, as Christians, a lot of times we need our head lifted up. Amen. Have you ever noticed when, when I, whenever I go down a path that maybe I shouldn't be down, um, it's usually followed by despair or depression or anxiety. You know, I don't, I don't feel worthy. You know, when somebody doesn't feel worthy, it's kind of put your head down. You don't want to stand out. Right? right? But no, when the Lord guides us back, first He lifts up our head. Amen. He doesn't beat us down, but He lifts us up. He doesn't show us our past mistakes, but He's going to show us our victory in Him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And there's only one thing that I can think of that fits the description of both the rod and the staff, which means comfort. One thing that keeps us from harm from the enemy and something that guides us and prods us, and that's His Word. Amen. Amen. And so his word guides, and we're going to go through these things. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So we see how the word guides us. Amen. When we're reading the word, everything becomes brighter. Everything becomes clearer. The path is more distinct. Amen. Amen. And so the word guides us into all truth. And it says that it's a lamp to my feet. It's a light into my path. We can see better. Amen. Amen. The second thing is his word prods. If we go to 2 Timothy 3.16, it 
The Bible says all scripture, the word, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I mean, that word correction, you know, is it could be, um, you could almost replace it with conviction. Amen. And when we read the word and we see the goodness of God, amen, it will lead us back to repentance. Amen. It will, it will correct whatever is, was it whatever is wrong in our life amen. and make it right. And it says that it's used for these things, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. 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 So we need to know that God isn't mad at us. When he's trying to correct us and move us back, he's not mad at us, but he wants us to be equipped. Amen. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. Everything that he has for us, he wants us to be thoroughly equipped for. He doesn't want us leaving or or going out on our own or, or being blind to what's out in the world. Right. Amen. He doesn't want us, he wants us to maximize our calling. Yes. Amen. He wants us to maximize the good works that he has for us to do. Yes. He wants us to maximize the opportunities to minister and to witness yes. to people. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the third thing that, that the rod and the staff do, they keep us from harm. So we go to Proverbs 8.10. It says that the, uh, the name of the Lord is like a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. And we know that the name of the Lord is Jesus, who is the Word. Amen. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so the Word is like a strong tower. There's safety in the Word. We can't be harmed in the Word. Amen. Amen. The Word's not going to harm us. It's only, a, it's only something for safety for us. Hallelujah. So a, submiss- a submissive sheep reads the Word. Amen. Right? If we're going to be submissive to the Lord, that the first thing we do is we read the Word, yep. right? Because the, the Word of God is the will of God. So yep. if we want to submit to His will and we say, Lord, just help me submit to Your will. I, I keep screwing up. Help me submit to Your will, but never read the Bible. Yep. Then we're not submitting to His will. Right. Amen. Yep. Because we need to submit to the Word in order to submit to His will. Amen. But a stubborn sheep doesn't. Right. I mean, a stubborn sheep wants to go their own way. Right. A stubborn sheep doesn't they, one, they don't know what's good for them. And two, they don't want to know what's good for them. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> we have the ability to decide yeah. if we want to be stubborn or not. We have the ability to decide if we're going to read the word of God or not. Yeah. Amen. And that's where submission starts. Submitting to the word, yeah. which is his will. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And the word of God brings comfort all around us. Yeah. Psalm 71, 21. I, lo- I love this verse. It says, you shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Amen. Comfort me on every side. We're comforted on every side. He goes before us. He's behind us. He's on the sides of us. He's on top of us. He's underneath us. Hallelujah. The Lord is with us. Amen. He is present. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Going back to the Lord as our shepherd, we are, a she- uh, we are sheep of the good shepherd. Amen. And uh, I researched, when, during my research, I found an article of how, how an actual shepherd describes what a good shepherd should be. And I thought this was really good. And it, was, it, wasn't a Christian, uh, it wasn't a Christian article I was reading, but I thought it was really good that, that even the world knows what a good shepherd looks like. Amen? But it said, a good shepherd knows each of her sheep by name and their habits. And this is a lady, a lady shepherd here. I watched mine closely for a while every morning, counting them, looking for any signs of illness, injury, or distress. 
If there's a problem or a sheep or a lamb is missing, I know right away and I check it out. But the best thing is prevention. So I frequently check all of my fencing to ensure no predators can get in. It's good to know each kind of predator's habits and ways of thinking. So any attack from the enemy is not a surprise to God because he's already checking. He's, he knows the habits and the ways of thinking of the enemy. Every single enemy that we might face. Amen. Every single situation. Dogs dig under fencing. Coyotes prefer to jump or climb over it. And bobcats and cougars like to jump over it. Of course, any of them will try to get through a large, a large enough opening. So I make sure there's no erosion under the fencing, that the posts are sturdy, that the fencing is tight, that there's razor wire on the top is secure and not bent down. And I check to ensure nothing is close to my fencing on the outside that a predator could use as a higher jumping off point or to climb over the fencing like a branch hanging over it a shed roof, a boulder, a large fallen tree, tree limb, too close to it, etc. Yeah. And I thought, that's amazing. That and I, you know, even she said, a good shepherd knows each of their sheep by their name and yeah. by their habits. Yeah. And that's an earthly shepherd. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Knows her sheep by their name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He knows how many, the number of hairs on our head. Yeah. He knows um, what's going to uh, get us moving. Amen. Yep. He knows our habits. Yep. He knows our likes and our dislikes. Yes, right. He knows our personality and he loves our personality. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I just thought that was amazing that, yep. you know, an earthly shepherd, they, how, how much care they take yep. for their sheep. Yep. You know, not wanting to miss one. If they, and right away it said, if, if there's one missing, I know it right away. Yep. Like taking just scans, oh, there's, one, there's not one here. Where'd it go? Amen. That's how the Lord is for us. Amen. Amen. He keeps us safe and he keeps us secure. And so this sounds like a really good shepherd, doesn't it? I mean, really good shepherd. Cares about the sheep. Gentle. Thorough. Amen. Attends to the needs of the sheep. And she knows every one of her sheep by name. Amen. But you know that our God is better than this. (laughs) Amen. Amen. As thorough as we think this lady is for the sheep that she shepherds, God is even more thorough with us. Amen. He does his research even better. He knows that he knows our enemy even better. Yep. Amen. If we go to Matthew seven eleven, it says, "If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts, good things to those who ask Him?" And we can even say it like this: If you then, being evil, know how to give, uh, be a good shepherd to your sheep, Amen. How much more will your heavenly Shepherd? Amen. Shepherd who is in heaven, give, um, protect and um, love and care about the sheep who call on him. Amen. 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 And he, he loves it. He loves catering to you. He loves knowing your needs. He loves, you know, he's, Jesus came, amen, to be a servant to people. Amen. He came to serve. And then we see that by when he washed the disciples' feet. And I love the fact that it's almost like when John was writing, because, you know, the first time that he ever said, called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved, it was after they washed his feet, after he washed their feet. So I love to think that John, you know, John's writing the book, his book, the book of John. And he's writing, and he writes down, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And he's like, whoa, Really? And he, he understood the love that Jesus had for him. Yeah. He understood that the servant's heart that Jesus had for him. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. If a good shepherd knows how to comfort his sheep, how much more does our heavenly shepherd know how to comfort us? Amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 1, 3-5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Amen. So we see that he is the God, not only is he the God of all comfort, amen, but he comforts us with all the comfort that he has. Amen. We know that there's an endless amount of comfort that God gives us. Amen. Amen. So comfort comes from our Heavenly Father, and it's better than any earthly comfort we could have from a person who cares about us the most on earth. Think of the person that cares about you the most. Yeah. Amen. Think about the person who would do any, who you know would do anything for you. Mm. Amen. We have a God that would do more. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want to go a little bit and just talk about Jesus as our good shepherd. Amen. So let's go to John 10. Uh, we're going to read 1 through 5 and, and then 11 through 16. Uh, 1 through 5 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Again, so the Lord isn't standing behind us whacking us, trying to get us into shape and trying to move us down the path. No, he's leading us and we follow him because we know that he loves us. We see his rod and we see his staff and we know that those things are comfort to us. We see his guidance through the word. We see that he doesn't allow harm to befall us. Amen. And we see that we're like, oh, I want to go that way. I want to go to the God of all comfort. I want to go to my shepherd of all comfort. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. They know his voice, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Yeah. And then we go down to verse 11. And he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, hireling who is not uh, the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. And the hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Hallelujah. When I was writing this, you know, I, I just, I kind of started to tear up. Because not only did Jesus comfort us by keeping us away from harm, yep. not only did he comfort us by guiding us into the right path, but he yep. gave his life for us. Yes. Amen? Yes. He's a shepherd who gave his life for us. Yep. Hallelujah. Yeah. I wonder how many good earthly shepherds would give their life for their sheep. Yeah. I mean, you think of the best shepherd. I mean, there, there's a certain point where you know, either you're going to die or your sheep's going to die. And if I was a shepherd, I'd be like, take the sheep. I have, nine, I have 99 more. Yeah. But, our whole, but our Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. amen. 
And I knew you're laughing, but you'd do the same thing. If it was your life or the sheep's life, you'd be like, yeah, take the sheep. I lost a little profit, but I have 150 more over here. But our Heavenly Father, He would not do that. Amen? Jesus would not do that. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Jesus. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He gave his life for us. Amen? I don't know the answer you know, to the question I just asked about how many shepherds have given their life to, for the sheep, but I would say probably not many, right? right? I'm sure they would fight, but at a certain point, the value of their life would become more important than one sheep. I'm sure they'd lose a little profit, would feel bad, they'd maybe even get depressed. Maybe they, that was their favorite sheep. Oh, Billy, I loved Billy. Billy the sheep was awesome. Amen. Hallelujah. But they'd still have all the other sheep uh, uh, all the other sheep left, amen? But our shepherd gave his life for the whole flock. For the stubborn and the unstubborn. Aren't you glad that when we're stubborn towards the Lord and we go off on our own, he doesn't just say, oh, forget it. He's he's stubborn. You know, the meat's not going to be good anyways because he's so stubborn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, what does he do? I don't know if people eat sheep. I don't know. I don't know if people eat sheep or not. Or the wool isn't going to be good because it's too tough. I don't know. (laughs) Amen. But he brought us in from another fold. You know, you talk about, you know, the the sheep of, of the Lord were the Jews, right? In the Old Testament, the sheep of the Lord were the Jews. They, they had the inheritance. They had everything. Amen. What did he say here? He says, um, and in verse 16, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. He's talking about us. Amen. Sheep that, that he has that are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. I mean, he brought us in. Hallelujah. Our good shepherd brought us in. Even though, in, you know, in the Old Testament, we had no right. Amen. Yeah. We had, Gentiles had no right to be a part of the family. You know, Jesus, when, when Jesus died on the cross and he rose again, you know that he didn't just do that for his children, right. but all the adopted children he'd have right. from then on. Yep. Amen. That's right. Being adopted into the family of God. Yep. And Amen. I know some, a little bit about adoption, that um, if I were to die, they would, I would split my inheritance four ways evenly. Yep. Amen. When I adopted my kids, they were adopted into an equal inheritance. With Ryan. Yep. Amen. Amen. They were adopted into an equal inheritance. Yep. They got an equal share of my love. Amen. Yep. Yep. That's right. And that's exactly when we were adopted into the family of God. Yep. Amen. I mean, he took us in like a shepherd to a stray sheep. Yep. Amen. Yep. Hallelujah. He took us in. He brought us in from another fold into Amen. his flock. Amen. Amen. And that is the, that's the comfort that we have in Jesus Christ. Right. Amen. That we know, no matter what we do, no matter how far we go astray, He's always leading us back in. He's lifting up our head. He's lifting up our countenance. Amen. And he wants you to know today, just tonight, that, that he is for you and not against you. Amen. That we're never too far away for the Lord not to leave the 99 and go after the one. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I hope tonight was an encouragement to you and a comfort to you. Amen. It was to me, uh, just studying it out and... and uh, 
just, it's amazing. I mean, and I, I don't know, maybe I just got a, I know that the Lord died for me, but just doing this, I just got a, a, like a bigger revelation of how much God loves me because he sent his son to die for me on the cross. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, anything that we're going through, that you've already went through it. Anything, any trap that an enemy sets for us, you've already went and you've unsecured that trap. Hallelujah. That you set us a table in the midst of our enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you, that you rebuked the devourer for our sake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are a light to our path. Hallelujah. You are a lamp unto our feet. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can get wisdom and knowledge and we can get doctrine and correction from your word, Lord. Hallelujah. Without your word, we're nothing. Without your word, we don't know anything. So, Father, we just thank you for your word, for your daily word, the daily bread that you've given us. Hallelujah. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. That's not just for us, but for our children and our children's children and all that are far off. Hallelujah. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is present here tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you that you are honoring your word, that your word does not return void. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for all the all the comfort that you give us. We thank yes, you for Lord. peace in this time. Hallelujah. Lord, 2020 may not have been a good year for some up until this point, but Lord, as Isaac said the other day, you are the God of the fourth watch. Hallelujah. You are the God who shows up when we need you. You are the God that is never late. You are always on time in our life. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, we thank you. I just say, uh, declare a blessing on everybody as they go this week in their job, Lord, with their family, with any relationship with their spouses, Father, that you bless those things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.